It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the Concierge for Better Living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, your Concierge for Better Living with another episode here at CannabisRadio.com. You may be listening, as I'm happy to announce and, and repeatedly announce, uh, we've been picked up by Clear Channel and available on iHeartRadio and the iHeartRadio app as well. And I think that's just because we're bringing good information out there and you know, there's a lot of people talking, but you know, more importantly, we're answering the hard questions. I've got some great guests today. I have another great guest, Dr. Dustin Sulak in from Maine. I'll bring him in in a second. But, you know, I tell people I get calls every day in regards to cannabis and cannabis treatments and cannabis dosaging and CBD over THC. And, you know, I always ask, what are you trying to treat? Like, what are your goals? Because I still believe that plants can be used in a very preventative way. I drink herbal teas that have therapeutic value to me, supporting stress or anything else. People, you know, I mix in foods and, you know, spices and herbs into my meals so that I'm getting healthy things through my diet. It doesn't always have to be a drug or a pill, but I always ask, what are people trying to address? For me, I don't really have any pain, thankfully, these days. I used to, but I figured out solutions on how to feel better, those uh, digestive issues. So each time we talk to someone, what's going on? And one of the biggest things, specifically in cannabis, but in general, is inflammation and pain. And that's one of the things I want to jump in today. Dr. Dustin Suak is my guest today. Thanks for being here. DO, an osteopathic doctor. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I've had the last show, we had an allopathic doctor who's also a dentist. So you know, we want to bring a whole gamut of the health field. But Doc, how are you doing today? Thanks for being on the show. And what's going on in your world? Well, I'm doing great today, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show. A lot is going on in my world. We're seeing a lot of patients up here in New England and treating them with cannabis. I could tell you a little bit about what we're doing. We got three clinics, two in Maine, one in Massachusetts. I work with about 20 medical providers, doctors and nurse practitioners. And altogether, we see around 18,000 patients, all with real medical conditions who are using cannabis to treat their conditions. Those are good numbers. I mean, people today um, hear hit or miss. Most doctors are afraid to even admit they're using or, or even support cannabis as a therapy. But I mean, you're you're right there on the front line, you know, seeing real patients with real conditions and 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 what kind of real results are you getting? What we set out to do was serve our patients. I've always been interested in the cases that are the most difficult to treat in medicine. You know, those those challenges are exciting to me. And I recognize that the conventional and mainstream approaches don't work for a lot of people. And so I didn't really ever decide to be in the field of cannabinoid medicine. It kind of chose me because I was looking for good solutions that would help a lot of people who weren't getting help from their conventional system. That's what we started doing, and, and this is where it's taken off to. It's Cannabis is such an incredible medicine, and it treats a really wide range of conditions as it's so versatile in, in how we can use it and, and so non-toxic and safe. So I'd be glad to give you some some details about some specific patient populations if you're interested. Well, yeah, I'll jump into that after our next segment, and I think it's really exciting. And I wrote an article entitled Cannabis, Your Gateway Herb, because 
I'm extremely excited about cannabis and such a big fan, but I also know that this could open up the doors to allowing more people the understanding and appreciation of plants in medicine in general. So there's a lot of other values of plants and herbs and these compounds that we're getting more familiar with again or re-familiarizing ourselves with again. So I think that's wonderful. And you know, we met you know initially in Chicago. You, you were speaking at the Chicago Cannabis Conference, which I'm so grateful that you were there. And it, it was nice. It was nice to sit on. The, you know, usually I'm the one on stage. It was nice to sit back and see someone passionate and you know, intelligent, bringing all this good science and making a difference. So I just want to say thanks again for being there, and and I really appreciate it and enjoyed your talk. And I know it's something that, as an educator, is something you're very passionate about, getting people to understand what's going on, not just here, take this. You know, it's not. It's a lot more than that. As a physician, I couldn't believe that I was never trained in the physiology of the endocannabinoid system and never made aware of the great potential of this medicine, which you know humanity's known about for so long it's it's just something that can help so many people that's my career i feel like i should have known about it and so because it was left out of my education i'm really passionate about getting it in to others educations and i had this wonderful opportunity just last week to bring endocannabinoid physiology and a bit about medical cannabis to the first year medical students here at university of new england in maine wow that's awesome they're probably very appreciative. They probably don't realize how much of a gift that, that information is right now. You know, that's, they're on the cutting edge of this emerging science. So before we go into the patients and, and before we take a break, I want to just back up because, you know, for many years, I, I graduated from naturopathic medical school in 2002. And I recall that most people I came across had no idea what naturopathic medicine was. And it's still a learning curve and it's an expanding profession. But the same kind of goes for osteopathy. A lot of people don't even know what the basic premise of what is an osteopathic doctor or doctor of osteopathy. Can you give our listeners a little bit of just a summary of what that focus of the healing arts is? Absolutely. Right now in our country, there's two different types of fully licensed physicians, the allopaths that have the MD and the osteopaths that have the DO. Naturopathic physicians, maybe I shouldn't say they're not fully licensed, but their scope of practice is slightly different than the osteopaths and the MDs. But you know, within my profession right now, there's probably about 10 to 20 percent of us that actually adhere to the principles of osteopathy that made it distinct from allopathic medicine originally. And those core concepts are that the structure and function of the body are interrelated. And so that if the structure of the body is working well, for example, if you took a tissue or an organ or some part of the body and were able to provide good blood supply, good blood drainage, good nerve supply, lymphatic drainage, and motion and integration with the tissues around it, then our concept is that that organ or tissue will be healthy. Because inside of everything that's alive, there's a force of health that's trying to work. And what can we do as medical providers is to augment that process of health or remove the obstructions to health. So that's the core premise of osteopathy, which isn't very different than naturopathy or different systems of medicine. The one major distinction is that osteopaths will address these issues by using their hands. So right. we do hands-on manipulation and the styles of manipulation can, you know, there's a very broad range. So it might look like a fast aggressive manipulation, kind of like chiropractic. It might look very gentle, 
kind of like cranial sacral therapy or even Reiki where it seems like the operator is not even moving their hands at all. And actually both chiropractic and cranial sacral came out of the osteopathic profession in the early days. Yeah, we were trained. We we have it so called naturopathic manipulation techniques, and you know I was trained by chiropractors. I've worked with osteopaths. I can do adjusting. I can do different things in my scope, you know, in Arizona. But I would defer to someone who perhaps that was their core focus versus a additional modality that I was trained in. You know, unless that was my focus as a practice practitioner. But I think it's great. People need to know more that. If your body is strong, if your spine's aligned, if your muscle, everything's working, the organs internally are healthier. They have less stress. There's less challenge to operate in their normal way. And that's kind of the basics of osteopathy. And I think it's unfortunate that so many of you guys kind of bowed to the allopathic side just to be one of the team and one of the crew, one of the guys type of thing. Whereas I love philosophy, tenets of your practice to heart. I mean, I love that. Absolutely. And I think even us out there that don't do manipulation and then don't necessarily adhere to the philosophy, still because they've been through the osteopathic training, they're probably more likely to put their hand on a patient and more likely to relate to people through touch, which I think is excellent for building rapport and for getting some nonverbal information from our patients. I think that's wonderful. So, all right, well, great. I mean, I, I think that's important. I'm glad we gave her a touch on that. I know I jump into such of the more current topics, but it is medicine and the different types of medicine and different types of health practitioners out there, consumers out there, listeners out there. In order to be the best conscious consumer, to better make good choices, better be better tomorrow than you are today, you know, you got to take these steps and become, I know that people need to hear. So it's great to know these different types of modalities and options. And we're going to take a quick break. We come back. I definitely want to hear some of your patient kind of stories, some of the success stories, and then we'll get a little bit more into this after this brief break. This is Doc Rob, my guest, Dr. Dustin Sulak, here on your Concierge for Better Living at CanvasRadio.com. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on MJWellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't 
ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com. Yes, this is Doc Robb here again, Dr. Rob Streisel, with my guest, Dr. Dustin Suak, hanging in with us today from Maine. Dr. Suak, this is awesome stuff. So you've been using... You understand the osteopathic principles. You understand how to nurture the body. You appreciate nature. You find this plant or this plant finds you. You start integrating cannabis into therapies and treating real people with real conditions. And let's hear some of your the feedback, some of the stories. So what, what are you getting from this experience? Well, I'm seeing efficacy in treating what would otherwise be some of the hardest conditions and hardest patients to take care of. You know, I left residency and I started a integrative medicine practice. And this is along the lines of cannabis as a gateway to other herbs because this is exactly what I found when I started to do more cannabis certifications is that cannabis was a perfect gateway to all of the realms of integrative medicine. It's perfect because it works so well for people that have either been let down by conventional medicine or are distrusting of pharmaceutical companies and, and you know official guidelines and it also enhances the effects of other modalities so if somebody were using cannabis and then they got on my table for an osteopathic treatment most likely their muscles are more relaxed their consciousness is able to more easily reside inside their body promoting a state of wholeness and from that wholeness the treatment can go so much further same thing with mind-body medicine. I'm also a hypnotherapist and I use that modality quite a bit. And I find that cannabis people can become a little more flexible in their thought patterns so that they can let go of patterns that are limiting them and adopt new patterns that might serve them better in their life and find new creative solutions to their challenges. Cannabis is, is really helpful with that too. And you know, there's just so much like say I want somebody that has back pain to start swimming or walking or doing something therapeutically, right? We can use cannabis to help relieve the pain and improve their flexibility and that then enables them to make the lifestyle change that will take them even further into health. And without the cannabis on board, they have trouble even getting started in that direction just because they're in so much pain. Right. And I think what, something I heard you say in Chicago caught my attention. I thought it was really great. I wanted you to you know, kind of just get into it today was that even those people that are dependent on their pharmaceuticals, those opioid-based painkillers, right, when you use cannabis, you said something that you're getting as effective or more effective results using not only cannabis, but you end up using less opioid medication, right? So you're not necessarily saying all medication, all pharma is bad, but even when you integrate them together, I think you're seeing that you know people are getting better results with less medication. Absolutely. Cannabis can certainly be used with pharmaceutical medications and other natural treatments too. So we have about 70% of our patients with chronic pain. And we see a lot of them that are taking opioids like oxycodone or Vicodin, you know, that, that have been on them for years. And there's a very common trend where people are getting relief from their pain using those medications for a little while and then the relief wears off and they have to increase their dose and that cycle repeats. They become more and more dependent. And we know from scientific research 
that in the long run, using opioids for chronic pain will actually make the pain worse. And that if you take the opioids away, that person is left with an addiction or a de- dependence problem. Now, in our practice, we're able to start using cannabis with these patients. We're seeing things that are so incredible. I think, you know, and this is just our bread and butter, but the rest of the medical profession might never see this or only see this, you know, once a year where someone's actually able to reduce their dose of opioids and sometimes even get off of them very quickly. So if someone comes in, say they're using 50 milligrams of oxycodone a day, we get them started on a very low dose of cannabis. After a week, they're probably down to 25 milligrams. Sometimes it's a lot less because the cannabis will actually potentiate the pain relief that the opioids provide, but they also prevent building tolerance to the opioids. So it'll lower their dose and keep it stable or lower it and keep lowering it. It it totally breaks the cycle of that dosage escalation, which is so detrimental to people. They must hate that. Oh, wait, by they, I mean big pharma and those groups that are trying to keep you hooked on the meds and want you taking more and more. But the patients probably love you, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. I had a, a family friend who you know, serious cancer pain and on morphine and just, she wasn't worried about beating the cancer even. She wasn't trying to you know, do anything miraculous. She just wanted to be off the painkillers of morphine for a bit so she could feel herself be normal before, you know, her last days. And she just wanted to be in her own brain, her own body. And, and the cannabis got her off the painkillers. She felt better and, and, and was thriving, you know, just on cannabis without the painkillers whatsoever. Unfortunately, a- she got... Yeah, she got in a little trouble with the law in her in her state, and they they basically said you're on probation for cannabis, but now you have to you can't use it, so you have to go back on painkillers. It seems it must be working for pharma, the judge, and it's it's unfortunate, but you know you got to find places that are more tolerant. But it's a really important point, Rob, because when people take the painkillers, it disconnects them from their body, and they can't sense or feel what's going on. You know, they might pop an oxycodone and then go mow the lawn, and then that pill wears off, and they're in big trouble because of what they just did. What I hear from people that are using cannabis to treat pain, all the time they come in and they say, Doc, it makes the pain a little bit less intense, but even more than that, it makes it less important. It puts it on the back burner. The pain is still there, but it just doesn't bother me anymore, and I can play with my kids, or I can you know, make love with my partner, or I can take care of my work and my house, and I'm still connected to my body. It doesn't disconnect me. Yeah, versus being just that kind of zombie out of your, your own self, which is crazy. And you know, I, I doubt that with even you know my mom or patients with you know seizures and using CBD and other and other cannabinoids to just get her off a little bit of the anti-epileptic medication. You know, nine out of ten neurologists I spoke to basically just said we have to stop the seizure. None of them asked about her quality of life once the seizures were stopped. So she could not have seizures, but she has no quality of life. She's a vegetable. So you have to kind of find out what's more important to you. And I always tell people, if you find a doctor, they don't want to listen to your opinion, your thought, they don't want to you know, be open-minded at least to possibilities, find another doctor. You're not stuck. We are service providers. We are health professionals, but we're here to provide a service of well-being and support. And if we're not providing the service you're looking for, find somebody else. Don't be afraid about that. I think that's one of the things we've been drilled into our head as a society is you got to trust that guy in the white coat and you can't go against him or can't challenge him. And today's day, 
That's not the case. So find a doctor like you. You know, I, I used to travel, and they'd be like, "Doc, where's a doctor like me? Like, you know, like you in this area?" I said, "I'd like to find more. We'd like to build a network. We want to share our information. That's why I'm happy to have you on our show today, Dustin. It's great to have you here. It's great to speak with someone with a like mind. You know, just yeah. so many doctors have." this fix-it mentality. We're trained to find a problem and fix it, but you're absolutely right. That doesn't have anything to do with somebody's quality of life. We want to help people enjoy their lives and live life to the fullest. And cannabis can do that in so many different ways You know, for the same patient. It's just an incredible right. medicine. My grandmother passed away last year. She was 86. She smoked cigarettes since she's 12. And I'm telling you, the doctors kept telling her to quit smoking cigarettes. And I said, I said, that is one of the few things she had left that made her happy. I said, all right, well, as long as you smoke and you go outside and you go with every breath, I'm thankful for this breath. I'm thankful for the ability to smoke a cigarette today. I'm thankful for this lovely sunshine. Just be grateful. You know, you've lived 86. You're doing well. You're happy. Like, what, what do you want from people? You know, it's like there's this fear of death instead of uh, an appreciation of life. And I think that's what, you know, I try to promote and, and, and aspire to saying it's not always perfect, but it can, it could always be a lot worse. And let's work together to make today better than yesterday and tomorrow even better than today. And, uh, and on that note, we're going to take another break and we'll come back and wrap up with Dr. Dustin Sulak. I'm enjoying this conversation. I hope those listeners out there are as well. We have a lot more coming. So we'll be right back at this break. Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the Concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back once again for the final segment of today's wonderful episode of Concierge for Better Living with my guest, Dr. Dustin Sulak. So, you know, I, I've been educating, I've been traveling, I met you while you're on stage, you know, teaching doctors about the endocannabinoid system, which is something we all need to do. So I, I, I'm just going to say that I think we're both in agreement that education is 
paramount. It's key. And I know that's something that you have to deal with not only in the treating, but educating your patients and getting them on board with what, you're, what we're doing. What are some of the challenges you have in your practice with cannabis? And what are some of the things you're doing now to help get this message out there to help the, the patients get, get a grip? Well, cannabis is such a unique medicine. It's really more like hundreds of medicines in one because, first of all, the dosing range is so broad. You know, we see people getting good results with one or two milligrams. We see people that are using a thousand milligrams, and it would probably be safe for them to use 5,000 milligrams. You, you don't see that with other medicines. Then we have all these different strains with different ratios of cannabinoids and terpenes that can have really vastly different effects. And we have all these different delivery methods, you know, some with a fast onset like inhalation, some that last longer like taking it orally. We have people using it topically and rectally. So that there's so many different ways to use cannabis. I don't think that many doctors, certainly not myself, can look at a patient and say, here's exactly how you can use it optimally. There's just too many choices there. So the solution is to actually educate the patient and give them a methodology for helping them figure it out for themselves. How to use, you know, we can give them a starting point and then put them into a track of how to dose it, which delivery systems are best for them. And usually within a week or two, when patients are using the programs we've developed, they're really dialed in and able to optimize their use. Yeah, so they're actually part of the process, not just following rules. That's right. That's right. I can't make that decision for people. But it's it's been a major challenge. You know, it takes time to educate people and it takes an understanding of where they're starting and where they're coming from and what they know and, and what they don't know. Exactly. So along those lines, I just want to put a plug. I just developed a website at healer.com that does exactly what I just said. It's taking people both that are new to cannabis and that are already experienced with cannabis and leading them through a program to help them really dial in their use and figure out what's the optimal way they can relate to cannabis in their lives. That's awesome. I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful interface and a helpful tool. Hopefully, we'll be able to tag it and tie it up with mycompassion.org. You know, I, I want to plug them a little bit as well because 501c3, a nonprofit doing patient education and consumer you know, advocacy for medical marijuana is also very important. But again, that, that's great. So it's healer.com. Healer.com. And where else can they reach you or if there's more information or someone wants to contact you, what's some of those resources online, social media, et cetera? Yep. The website of my practice up here in New England is Integrate Health and it's spelled with an eight. So it's I-N-T-E-G-R-8, the number eight, the word health.com. So that's, that's the name of our practice. But for people that are looking for my videos, my education material, they can find that on healer.com. It's, it's so easy. Just type in healer.com. That's great. I mean, it, it's, it's a great thing you're doing. I know it's still very early stage with this whole industry. And everyone wants to know all the answers yesterday, as usual. But uh, I think we keep on grinding at it, keep on communicating, keep on educating. I think that's going to make the biggest difference. And that's why I'm really grateful for being on today and for keeping doing what you're doing. And I'm sure we'll be collaborating and working on some stuff in the very near future as well. Thanks, Dustin, today for being on the show. Awesome guest. We'll have you on again. And I wish you all the best up there in Maine and in the Northeast. And anything I can do, of course, reach out. Thank so, you, Doc Rob. It's been great to be on, too. My pleasure. Again, I, I love having good people with passion on the show. If anyone out there knows of someone, wants to be a guest, 
shoot me a, a note, hit me up on the Concierge for Better Living on Facebook or at Doc Rob on Twitter, Doc Rob's on Instagram, or find me on Facebook. You know, if you have questions out there too, if you can send it, tweet me on it, and I'll try to answer it on the show or get a guest that knows the answer. I have no ego trying to know it all. We just want to bring the information that needs to be shared to the front lines. We could all live a better today and tomorrow. This is Doc Rob, another long, long day, but a fun day. One that we can share this good information on both cannabis and healthier living. We learned a little bit about what is osteopathic medicine today, how pain is definitely benefited from cannabis, and that there are great doctors out there, great healers learning and and using plant-based therapies to get us feeling wonderful, feeling happy. So on that note, I wish you all the best in health and happiness. This is Doc Rob for your Concierge for Better Living on CannabisRadio.com and definitely check us out on iHeart and on the iHeart app. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.